Hey, Sam. Today's episode is brought to you by Apple Computer. Apple, giving you the future. One kind of lame thing at a time. <laughs> uh, one step backward, two step forwards, one step back. At a- <laughs> App- yeah. Apple, two steps forward, one step back. One step forward, two steps back. So we're just uh, freewheeling today. How's it going? Um, going? It's pretty good. It's a nice rainy day. I love rainy days. So uh, Too many rainy days. I can't appreciate them anymore. <gasps> they just make me seriously sad. Oh, so I just literally I like we're living in Seattle. I love it. I just, I just feel like the whole... The pressure's lower. I can just chill a little bit. Yeah. So here's the thing. Apple just had an event. You know, I'm sure we can talk about a few few things. Um, spoiler alert. alert. Yeah. Just uh, kidding. New, no spoilers. New um, MacBook Air, new iPads Pro. Um, you know, but what's funny to me... The, br- you, the iPads you, you like technology. You, you follow technology yeah. pretty closely, and you know what's up. But you don't listen to any. Are you familiar with the kind of Apple news media of like this whole like sub industry, specifically of just Apple talk? Uh, uh, no. Uh, like well, I mean, I don't really. Yeah, I don't really pay too much attention to it. Yeah, th- there's this whole universe that exists, and. I, I've for the past probably two years now been been pretty into like it's in my regular rotation of podcast listening to just listen to these podcasts of p- two two dudes talking generally just like you and I but but all almost exclusively all they talk about are, are Apple products okay and I was driving around today after this this Apple event and I was just like this is the stupidest goddamn thing <laughs> I could possibly be listening to like what is what this? are you even talking about. So all they do is sit there you and talk, talk about? about, all they talk about are Apple strategy, name, why Apple chose to name something, why Apple did this, why it, Apple did it, that. It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's so dumb. I finally decided there, there's one, maybe two that are worthwhile because at least they try and layer in like workflow and like sensible, uh, actual practical uses of the the devices in different right. ways but even that i mean these people put out weekly podcasts and articles and they rotate through dozens of different people that talk on the podcasts and different pairs or, or triplets of people and all they do is talk about just just apple and it, it and you know occasionally other tech companies like google if they put out a phone but just hardware and it's just laughable to me how they're able to fill these hours of my day with this just completely stupid discussion that doesn't matter. It's not actually informing my buying decision in any way because I always buy the exact same way that I that I ever right. did. Right. Which is just like the the just biggest buy. size yeah, that the, works for me of the newest thing. Yeah, buy the newest I'm thing. I'm ready to buy it. But it's just um, I've just decided it's a complete waste of time, and I've, I've decided to, to really focus on podcasts specifically that actually yield like an insight to the discussion, like hopefully you and I do, right. you know, with a specific ongoing variety of topics. You, you know, we do talk about technology and photography and blah, blah, blah. And we can rehash movies. things here and Some there. Is, but. Yeah. And everyone does. And, you know, every, and that's fine. But like with any, with an actual evolution, not just the same topics with a different refreshed product that generally focuses around like criticism of, of things. I guess that is more the interesting discussions that we have about camera stuff are the, are the sure. critiques, but uh, you know, it's just like, I, I know other people listening to this podcast definitely uh, listen to the same 
types of Apple news media. And I'm curious if they can reach out at any point and just try and justify, like, what are you actually gaining from these the, just hours of your, your life uh, wasted, I, I believe. I've, I've been on a revisionist history uh, kick lately. And See, um, that's it's exactly exactly the kind of stuff that podcasts are great for. Yeah, I love it. It's I'm like, whoa! I never. I really like that one because it gives me a fresh perspective on things that I take for granted, uh, one way or another. And uh, I really like that. I'm like, whoa! I was wrong in my thinking about um, so many things, and I just love revisionist history for that. It's a cool podcast. That, check it out. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Uh, and, you know, I, I like kind of news podcasts related to technology. So yeah. that tends to be still my, my go-to. But I, I do love, like, Reply All, which is more of yep. like a, Files, a journalistic yeah. storytelling. Yeah, like, it's great when they're more traditional journalists making podcasts because they do have more of a narrative to all their stories. And yep. you really come out of it. Even if you don't remember the story long term, you do come out of it. I believe, you know, just improved or just in some sort of reflective state, which is better yeah. than you know a thirty-minute discussion about how pissed somebody is that the headphone jack is gone on the iPad now. It's like, yeah, gosh, we're all mad. We all we all agree. I'm not mad. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Headphone jacks are ancient. Like, come on now. You can get a dongle, or you just go with everybody else. Well, and, and it has realize that Bluetooth is the best. Like, it's the best of the best. Well, exactly, and that's your life in Bluetooth. It, well, is the way to and go. see this. This, in my opinion, is the is Apple doing what it's best at, which is forcing change in a positive direction. Um, yes. like you know and. As, as annoyed as I've gotten about the USB-C jacks uh, in my particular computer, um, they're still awesome. I wish I just wish there were more of them. Here's um, the thing. I think we have reached a turning point, though. I, I yeah. think most, most devices now that are of reasonable professional use or power consumption or just, like, awesome yeah. uh, are are basically now USB-C. I, I'm, I'm yeah, pretty much, the last yeah. big pro thing I bought that wasn't USB-C was my iPhone. Mm-hmm. And I can see that going away now that Apple is committed to it for the iPads Pro. Mm-hmm. The iPads I, 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 Pro. I, I, Sounds like the up. Brothers Grimm. Yes, the iPads yes, Pro. The iPads Pro. We're prancing down the street together. And, and I'm excited to have... Uh, I have coming a MacBook Air, one of the new ones that has two USB-C ports. I'm, I am bummed that... The MacBook Air is virtually the same size as the previous MacBook Air. Obviously, they crammed a lot more in it now, but it, it, it does not have an SD card reader, which would have been quite nice considering I am now shooting exclusively the Canon EOS R. Yeah, which is SD. No, no force of hand or influence by any company, just me deciding this is the best camera for, for my photography now. Yeah, and, it's... Uh, it I'm is back in SD awesome. with that. I am back shooting SDs, which I really wish they had gone with an XQD solution, but I'm back in SD land. And, uh, well, Why did um, they do SD? I, I don't know. I can't get I that. Maybe when they go dual memory card slot, they'll be able to fit them into the body. But the Nikon Z is actually smaller and it's XQD and they'll certainly go dual at some point. I don't or know. like compact yeah. flat. Well, I guess SD would well, make like, it more like accessible said, to everybody like we talked about already i i do think that there's a uh str- 
strategical business arrangement between Sony and Nikon yeah. for sensor development. And I think yeah. Nikon is just straddled with some agreement to use Sony's XQD technology, uh, I, certain cameras and, I bet and you're certain right. amount of time, something yeah. like that. That yeah. and Canon, I don't believe is or has ever worked with Sony. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think Canon does their own sensors, right? I, I, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. honestly quite new to the whole Canon universe. I have not ever followed it as closely as Nikon. I've owned a bunch of Canon cameras in an attempt to try new things and switch. Uh, or see if it was worth switching all that, but um, I never followed it nearly as closely. So now I'm kind of getting really excited as I see more and more rumors about all these new lenses. And I just got the the Canon RF 50 millimeter f 1.2 L USM lens, which is humongous and heavy, but so beautiful. And you know, I'm working on a nice review lens. of everything in my opinions now, an actual article. But I'll say right out of the gate, I, I one of the things I've always been jealous of with Canon is is the look of the files in that characteristic way like the, the character of not just the push and pull of the dynamic range of the files which does look different in my opinion like the way yeah the highlights halo against the shadows and all that it's just done in a nicer way i believe it's kind but of a, also, yeah a little more graceful or something yeah it's weird and uh but also in particular the the lenses and the way that they still flare in cool ways even this new 50 is exceptionally sharp uh, and not too sharp in a weird way, like at the Sigma lenses. Tend right. To be. Yeah. <laughs> but like excellently sharp, excellent autofocus accuracy, great feel. Um, I just can't say enough good things about the lens other than the fact that it's heavy as crap. Um, but with just the mirrorless body and no grip, it's, it's, it's a reasonable weight. I didn't have wrist pain after shooting a full wedding, but this lens flares really, really well, really great. Yeah. Uh, in direct sunlight. Can I also say I, I love that? I really like the, the feel and the design of the control ring on the front of oh so yeah the, the control lens. ring what do you like in particular i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess it's the well go ahead and tell me it's the clickiness the clickiness yeah it's a really now i'll say the the control ring the adapter control ring that adapts the old rf mount to the the new sorry the old ef mount to the new rf mount also has a control ring that clicks but it does not feel quite as smooth and it's almost like this pillowy click. It's a like really it's nice, like, very satisfying, satisfying little yeah click. Yes. Um, but yeah, and it it clicks um, between settings, um, and it's really nice if you haven't and, tried it. Uh, you can actually get that removed if you want to do a, a video application. Um, oh, cool! So that you don't get any. I don't know if that induces vibration or noise. It would definitely induce I noise. Mean, doing, yeah, but if you're doing video, it's you're going to use a, a pro video. You're going to use other audio anyway to capture. So I'm not. I, I think wonder it's if actually you, maybe for, for a smoothing transition, yeah. yeah, of your aperture ring. But it would uh, it would be yeah. interesting to see if if there was like a real buttery you know movement to the control ring without the clickiness. I don't know. Could yeah, be interesting. I, I'm I'm kind of curious to maybe see what it costs to do that or. I think you have to send it into them. I'm not mm. sure if they sell them separately, but there's just, it's such an exciting time because I mean, if you look at the adapted EF lenses, the old DSLR ones 
where they sit relative to the sensor compared to the RF lenses. Like the RF lenses are the glass, the real element is right next to the sensor. Yeah. And the the EF ones are, are quite far. And I think it's allowing for a lot of good lens design. I don't know enough about the physics of optics to, to really have an informed decision, except that it's so exciting to see these rumors of like a 24 millimeter F 1.2 that they're yeah. working on and stuff that I can just imagine wasn't physically possible in the DSLR lineup because of the distance uh, mm-hmm. between you know the real element and the sensor itself and, and all of those things and there's just all these crazy cool rumors coming out about all these really amazing lenses and canon does seem to be leaning into a more professional lineup out of the gate versus nikon's probably smarter business approach um to hold off on the pro series stuff you know nikon's sort of leading with 1.8 lenses that frankly i was pretty uninspired and unimpressed by i, I mean they did fine they were just sharp like just boring and sharp right like ugh. sort of reminded me of like a kit lens uh the way nikon's 1.8 lenses are looking and uh and canon leading with this beautiful rf 51.2 i mean it's 2300 dollars. yeah but it's, it's fantastic same, same price Actually, as the camera <laughs> side note i accidentally ordered a second one that showed up today so if you want oh my god from me let me know otherwise i'm sending it back i don't need to obviously but it's a pretty exciting time. You still haven't shot. Like, I, I have two I have bodies, not, so you know maybe I should loan you one at some point. And you yeah, can, I haven't. Uh, no, I have not shot a um, uh, full session with one yet. I've, in fact, mine is scheduled for delivery Wednesday. I think. Okay. Yeah. When did you order? On Friday, I think. Okay. Cool. I'm not sure. I, I ordered on Friday, but I'm not sure when it was when it's supposed to be delivered. But anyway, I'm really excited to get it. Yay. Yeah, I've shot a couple weddings and, and many, many sessions. This has just been a crazy run of sessions. And uh, I'll say I'm really happy with the files and the editing. I haven't needed to make like a huge drastic shift. But I will say one of the first biggest changes that I'm making is is playing around with delivering at negative 10 clarity. Interesting. We were talking about earlier today. Yep. But yeah, I... Uh, was playing and i've heard of other people like if you have maybe somebody whose complexion isn't perfect or whatever uh you're just trying to make people look a little more flattering deliver not maybe the whole gallery but just try some portraits at minus 10 and see how it looks and it always looked way too soft to me but with these canon files it it actually seems a little Mm. right so i don't know if that's a difference between nikon and canon but i i did like it and um the the thing that reminded me about this discussion was playing around with Jose Villa's new develop presets. Mm-hmm. Did you buy those or play around with them? Uh, no, I haven't bought them yet, but I'm going okay. to. So, They're really yeah, cool. He, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, develop made an, an entirely new camera calibration profile specifically for his presets called develop film that have a unique set of they're really and variables and, they're yeah, really they're, um, they're really light presets like they don't they don't actually they they actually don't quite look as drastically different as i thought that they would um right right out of the box and you just throw it on but they just look so good though they do I, and and i was playing around just a being it between mine and i was just like man people just look good yeah like people look very good flattering and i i think most of them are around minus five minus ten clarity so that sort of nudged me in the direction especially with now like i mentioned the whole new camera the whole new sensor just kind of converging on this slightly new look without it looking hopefully like i'm I'm using an entirely new preset or something the other thing i was thinking about is 
you know, virtually every app, tell me if you disagree, but virtually every app that somebody uses or posts to social media or whatever has some sort of post-processing, likely uh, a clarity, like skin softening thing. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes you you see it applied way too liberally, but like it's there in some element. And, you know, it's been sort of, I don't know if I want to call it a scandal, but the the new iPhone XS cameras, the front-facing ones actually apply skin smoothing and stuff by default. Oh, really? Actually adjusting it. Yes. Scandal. Uh, And it's way too heavy. Like you see it. And, you know, I, I wonder if... If you don't, if you're not mindful of that as a photographer, you know, people are like wondering why they look so much older or so much worse in your SLR photos, you know, forget about just lighting them well and having good angles and all of that, like pure, just like skin texture. Mm-hmm. I think people might be like kind of conditioning their brain to think they look different than they actually do. And so you might be sort of playing into that in a positive way by, by just you know, yeah. Just take some time, sit down if you're listening to this, and really look at clarity uh, that slider in particular, and see it, if, if maybe it, yeah. you should make a change. It's really interesting. I've since since we talked about it, I I tried two full um, non wedding events. They were just they were just like little. One of them was like a portrait thing, and uh, one was a uh, like a, a a dinner, like awards dinner thing that I shot last week, and. I actually really liked um, putting on uh, minus ten on the portrait one, and then min- and then I tried minus five clarity on the awards dinner thing. And honestly, I liked it. It was weird because yeah. I'm I always add my settings are to add plus ten clarity on like my creative stuff, and then plus five on my um, sort of like editorial type stuff i don't know something about that minus five actually looked really nice it 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 almost like bloomed out the colors a little bit differently or something as well um and uh i found it to be pretty flattering on people so (laughs) interesting i want to send you a photo i just found i think you'll you'll giggle like i just did (laughs) and this has nothing to do with clarity clarity um oh that reminds me i forgot to listen to goodbye sky harbor by Jimmy World when I left Sky Harbor two weeks ago. What am I thinking? What is my problem? Know, that, that would have been pretty appropriate. <laughs> okay, as this slowly sends, I'm also uploading a wedding <laughs> as we record this. Uh, so probably not the smartest move on my, my side. Uh, let, let's... Okay, I just want you to see this picture before we pivot. Are, we, are you messaging it to me? Yes. So, um, okay. I'm just waiting here then. We'll all wait together. I'll probably edit this out. Yeah. Good idea. This is uh, 12, or sorry, 19 minutes in. What else do you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of curious why this isn't sending. I have no idea when Abby's getting home. You're recording, right? Yeah. We should... Um, just leave this in. <laughs> Can you hear my furnace, by the way? It just turned off. Could I you? I don't hear anything. You, no. you, I, I hear my own, maybe, but just like in the background. All right. Yeah, I don't know why this isn't... Um... Okay, so we're still waiting for this to send. 
Uh, did you get my last text that said you're recording, right? Yes, I did. Okay, good. So I don't know. We'll just let this picture keep churning. Uh, I will say another lens I'm, I'm supremely excited about is the Canon RF 14 to 21 millimeter f 1.4. 1.4? I haven't even even That's heard of says. this lens. Wait, how yeah. have I not heard of this? 14 to 21, 1.4. I'm going to look this up while we're talking here. Oh, it's a rumor. Okay, here we go. This is, uh, so Sam has sent me a photograph of some kind, which is taking an eternity to open on my computer. <laughs> What's going on with there? Dude, I don't know. Uh, the photo seems to be is of it like iPad loading? Pro. Yeah. With uh, a with, USB-C dongle. With a USB-C dongle, which is approximately the size of uh, two Tic Tac uh, <laughs> quite large bottles once everything's on, uh, plugged in. And so I think headphones okay. attached. There's a headphone jacket in the dongle. So they'll put it Head in the dongle. the dongle. USB thumb drive in the dongle, a micro SD, a regular SD, an HDMI out, and a USB-C power cord, all plugged into an iPad Pro via USB-C dongle. And so... Does this appeal to you? Uh, not really. So you've got power too, huh? Actually, that does appeal to me. I'm going to call it. it I'm going to say it appeals. I, I think I could maybe deal with something like that if it wasn't the dongle the way it is now. It's not techni- It's not really a dongle. It's a hub. It's just it's a hub. It's like a physically attached, attached direct I, I would attached like, hub. Like a, a longer wire so that I could set that off to the side somewhere out of my view. It it's is in the way cluttered looking, but I'm I'm really excited to see. I learned a lot of Apple's marketing pictures with the, the new iPads Pro. <laughs> they have a Sony iPad uh, series camera of some kind directly plugged in. And I'm, I'm really excited to see if, if finally maybe we have some some workflow possibilities that make reasonable sense between an iPad and, a, and an actual camera, especially mm-hmm. given that the new Canon EOS R, it is USB-C and it is a single right. memory card slot. If you can just dude pop that baby yeah plug it right connect, in bam yeah and and offload to the iPad Pro as uh, kind of an on the fly backup. And I wouldn't hate it. The other thing is with Lightroom CC mobile, um, if if they can sort of get around to making it really, really, you know, a little bit better. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it will never be, the way it is now, it will never be as fast as, as a desktop. Right. If they can make it but. somehow better, I don't, and I'm willing to lend my own brain to this problem, Adobe, if you're listening. Um, it could be a really, really cool uh, solution to just tossing, you, you know, offloading your camera um, photos right onto your iPad, editing them, sending them right out, right there at the shoot. That is the dream. It is. And I will say, I don't think we talked about this last podcast. I did figure out a way to, over Wi-Fi, wirelessly transfer raw files directly from the Canon EOS R across a Wi-Fi network to Google Drive. That's awesome. Sync, you can just have if, if this and that to uh, sync to Dropbox or to sync to any service you want. Uh, 
without having to shoot raw plus JPEG, just the straight raw file. That's so awesome. Uh, and then, no, does uh, that? It's a bit slow, but you know, it's it's a raw file over Wi-Fi, so it is going to be slow. I was going to say, does it? Um, do, do you, have you done any tests to figure out exactly how long? A photo takes to uh, transfer. I think my fastest one was about seven seconds. Okay, uh, yeah, seven to ten seconds per photo, and then, uh, but more the average is closer to probably fifteen or twenty seconds. And then JPEGs, if you need to shoot and can deal with JPEGs, it's like a second. <laughs> They're, the JPEGs are incredibly fast. Right. So, how do you do it? Do you do you, do you have to use some kind of mobile hotspot? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I have it. So it can you can set up pre pre uh, authenticated networks with everything so you basically set up either okay are you doing bluetooth to the phone or like literally you go to the wi-fi configuration area and there's these little squares that you can click on that have basically like preset configurations so you can say oh here's the google drive one click that it it knows to try and connect to the last wi-fi network you wanted to or you can hit switch network and choose a previous you know another one uh, if you don't have your phone hotspot or something regularly available uh you connect over wi-fi and then you just start and say send original image size or send uh jpeg converted that's it so assuming you have the same phone hotspot all the time it's as simple as saying okay wi-fi turn on google drive upload and it says which files do you want to send multiples or a single you can sort by stars if you want like the sorting in camera is really really good on the eosr uh, yeah, so you just select whatever critical photos you want to edit. Uh, it immediately starts uploading them to Google Drive. If you look at Google Drive on your app on your phone, and there they sit. The The catch is getting them into Lightroom CC. You then have to right. essentially click on the files, or the file, I guess, within Google the Google Drive app, and say open or copy to Lightroom CC. And then it opens in Lightroom CC. So there's a way so to you need lots of right room. Now. Yeah, and there's no way to like just have it shoot directly into Lightroom CC. That that would be fantastic. Yeah, uh, and I fear uh, maybe it's just a programming thing that'll eventually be solved. But I yeah, think even with a USB C cable, that it's going to have to go. Yeah, to I think so. Something like the Files app first, or yeah, it sounds like roll. an Apple thing. Um, yeah, does uh, does that kill battery? Uh, it definitely must, but I haven't used it. I haven't tried to like copy an entire memory card or anything like that, gotcha. so, but it, it certainly is likely that it's it, pretty cool it's, though. It's, Again, like with that, we were talking, uh, I think either last podcast or the one before that about the new Zeiss camera that's been, that rumors have been floating around about, not rumors, but like, you know, news has been floating out, around. Yeah. People's about, hands, not sold, but betas, um, I think. Right. That right there is, is the dream. Um, to be able to to just edit right in in camera and just yeah have your preset offload it and then deliver it straight to a client i mean come on that would be so cool (laughs) be so great imagine adjustments i make are like exposure and all that because you know relative to what my preset's doing it's really hard to expose in camera and get it exactly right like you're always dialing that in a little bit more yep and darn it if you couldn't just do that with a preset in the lightroom engine on your camera Mm -hmm. Uh, so we'll see However, uh, the only other workflow-y thing that I'm sort of interested in with the iPad Pro is um, uh, Photoshop. Did you see the demo by chance? No. The, you the iPad Pro? The no, I didn't yeah. watch the keynote. It was pretty interesting. I have no idea why I would use this, but I thought it was fascinating. They're, they're bringing Photoshop 
full Photoshop to the iPad, like where like where you can actually open PSD files and they're completely backwards compatible from your desktop Photoshop to your iPad Photoshop. It's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, but one thing they, they demonstrated was you in AR, you can actually open any PSD file and see the layers stacked in AR like space, like 3D space, like up in front of you through the screen, obviously, but like out on a table, you can see like your layers in Photoshop, which I thought were cool. kind of fascinating. I don't know how you would or why you would use it, but it's really neat. Maybe you could do some really advanced or easy masking that way or something. I don't know, but not you sure. just literally hold your iPad up and then it would kind of project in front of you using augmented reality, the, the layers of your file. It's really fascinating. It's really neat. I'll check that out because that, yeah, I'm looking at it looking at it right now it looks really cool so like but some, some I, can't, I can't remember if they released you know how i mean obviously adobe has released uh lightroom now as we know it traditionally on the desktop as classic and then a newer version of lightroom mobile as lightroom cc and i'm trying to think like okay so did adobe do that with photoshop i did they had like a light version of photoshop i they think they did it yeah photoshop cc no. and i'm just curious if maybe them making a full they keep calling it real photoshop mm-hmm. for ipad is is signaling that maybe they could some somehow do the same for lightroom but but i don't know i don't know i think both photoshop and lightroom <laughs> Well, this actually kind of goes into a little bit of an of a talk that we were or a discussion that we were having earlier today at my place about Apple's long-term OS strategy um and trying to figure out if if at any point iOS and OS X are going to somehow merge into one monolithic piece of, piece of hardware piece of yeah. hardware or something um or software like windows 10 where it's just windows 10 and it works on tab- tablets or laptops or you know monster computers or anything and i wonder i mean and i know lightroom is is definitely heading in that direction too where they're like okay that's going to be one lightroom it's going to work on mobile and um it's going to look different and but i wonder what it's going to look like in, for photoshop in the future I'm for p- Photoshop. Yeah, for Photoshop I think we're itself. It right now, yeah, I think, I think we're seeing. It. I mean, it's it's going to be full Photoshop on an iPad, and then yeah. they sync everything through their Adobe Cloud service. Your files. I think that makes sense, basically. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what should be happening with Lightroom. And I'm terrified that yeah. they keep developing Lightroom CC Cloud as <laughs> like the option, uh, but it's just not the professional op- option. It really isn't. I, I right. desperately wish they had named this Lightroom Classic, uh, like Lightroom Pro or something. Yeah. That just kind of indicated they were definitely going to keep it around. <laughs> yeah, because as of now, so- Classic sounds like it's going to get phased out at yeah, some point. exactly right. And eventually you won't be able to use newer cameras with it. Or, or you know, who knows what. And that's just a horrifying thought. But Yeah, it is. But honestly, you know what I'm thinking? If Lightroom does that and it and it does end up bombing for some reason, then that just opens up the opportunity for somebody else to step up and do a better job than Lightroom. That is true. I'm really sad to not have. I mean, people use Capture One, but I don't think it's very well suited for uh, high volume work. People used Aperture before, and a lot of people loved Aperture. Yeah, Aperture was actually was, pretty nice. It was. I mean, we literally have like no other great option for high volume shooters. To, yeah. to edit weddings and stuff. Other than Lightroom. That's ridiculous. I almost feel trapped by that. 
I know. If, if Adobe out. goes down, we're all going down with it. I know. I um, mean, what's, it's, it's true. So what, what was the name of the Zeiss camera again? I'm going to look this uh, up. I'm gonna, I don't know. Zeiss. Lightroom full frame. I know it's a full frame 35 millimeter sensor and lens. But oh, it's the ZX1. Yeah. And they're literally branding it as stay in your workflow. That's so great to me. Yeah. Ooh, and it just looks cool. I it's love like a the look of it. Futuristic Leica. It's almost it's like a yeah. It's almost like a brutalist. This is what Leica should look. have done with their stupid Q camera. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the only bummer about this camera is that it's just got a fixed lens, fixed thirty-five. But dude, I would be, I'd be more than, and it has five twelve built in <laughs> storage. I, well, that's the other thing. That to me is another of the amazing. The, sort of the second of the of the amazing features on this camera. And it's not even that crazy of a feature. We've been talking about it for a while. In-camera storage. No need to have so, a sketchy card that might explode on you or get corrupted. My, my, my approach so far with the single card slot that everybody always asks about, how do you deal with it, is to treat it as if it's internal storage and just use the USB-C plug mm-hmm. out to transfer everything because uh, i think most, that's good most uh camera issues card issues come from when you mount and dismount the card yeah if, if you do it in the middle of reading and writing like that's just asking to have corruption so by just going via USB-C, it's it's great however it is a very annoying uh really a missed opportunity that unfortunately i can't seem to find out find a way to get the camera to stay at its current battery level or charging when plugged in over USB-C. Oh. Hmm. Uh, you have to have the camera on for it to connect to the computer and do any data transfer from the card, and that works great. But it's draining battery the whole time. So once you're done, you have to turn the camera off before it'll start charging again, which hmm. seems a real shame. Like I, My dream would be just get home, plug the USB-C cable into my computer, start the import, go to sleep. I wake up, my camera's fully charged, yes. and my photos are all on the freaking machine. Exactly. That, one step oh, away. That's <laughs> one tiny, it's one little step. That is, yes, that is totally it. That would be so cool. Yeah, just have two USB-C cables sitting there, mm-hmm. ready to take, yeah. Uh, so maybe they'll do an update, maybe the Pro EOS R2, or whatever they're calling it, will yeah. have some sort of, I'm playing around with the grip to see if I can like configure the grip to keep charging, because the grip has its own USB-C port, so I haven't tried this yet, maybe plugging that one in, and then having the camera USB-C port to data, maybe that'll solve it. Oh, maybe. Uh, yeah, because also a problem potentially is you're in the middle of importing and the battery dies. Like you had too right. low battery when you started. Like that's no good. And either. that's asking, yeah. that's also, that's, that's asking, asking for trouble. For trouble. Yeah. That, then you like, you got corruption issues, you know, potentially. Yeah. Or yeah, you just didn't realize it didn't take everything, even if it looked like right. it did for a second. So it's yeah, interesting time. We're getting, getting close. We're getting, uh, we're getting close there. Big moves. 2018 is quite the year for development in the, in the camera world. I'm happy. Did you sign up for the uh, ZX1 Zeiss notification mailing list? No, I didn't. I didn't even know there was uh, one. Yeah, I'll send you the link. Gimme. Yeah. It's such a good-looking camera. It is. It's oh. so cool. It's so sleek. And I, I think, is this Zeiss' first camera? I think yeah, so. They're well known for their lenses. but And this is not... It appears... For sure, to be an autofocus lens, not a silly manual focus specialized thing that they tend to be really good at. <laughs> Early 2019. 
That's when it's supposed to come out. Yeah, that's next year. It is very brutalist. I'm trying to get a picture of the back of the screen here. Let's see what it looks like. But anyway, okay, uh, we should probably start to wrap this up. What do you, what do you got going on? Um, tomorrow, shoot in D.C. Wednesday, nothing. Thursday, shoot in D.C. And then wedding on Friday. Nice. Cool. I'm heading to Detroit tomorrow morning for a new conference called the Midwest Gathering. And then I'm headed out to Peru for yet another conference I don't remember the name of. Okay, I'm going to point out something here. Go ahead. I'm looking at this uh, ZX-1 from Zeiss. Yes. Look at the screen on the back. The screen is, like, bent. Well, no, it's right next to the screen starts the bend. No, no, no. Look at the back here. Look at this. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, but the actual picture part, the part that has the the image of... Oh, what you you're can't taking see thumbnail yet yeah uh, is actually it looks, it looks bent to me maybe maybe they're just using that for button controls maybe it is a separate touch interface yeah to me controls. i think it's the touch controls are angled and the actual image is flat okay okay that'd be cool i like that i really like that it's, a it's a really neat interface. design idea really is oh and like the screenshots of the i mean it's lightroom mobile right there that it's exactly yeah. the lightroom engine oh very cool yeah. uh we'll have to keep an eye on that one yes i am certainly pre-ordering it even though i have no use for a 35 <laughs> millimeter lens or camera at all uh it's all good all right well uh that was good cool let's uh wrap it up and all right see you later next week uh maybe from peru hopefully uh, that'd be cool yeah All right. Well, see you later.